0: A class and welcome back to it needs to be catchy uh forget everything you know forget everything we did last year uh unless it's relevant and we bring it up and uh, i say that it was important uh we are uh we are we are about to embark on a brand new journey uh into the uh depths and recesses of uh the psyche and madness and uh all of the things that come together in beautiful harmony to make television theme songs great uh i am joey malillo your self-proclaimed professor and joining me as always is the man who resists being a student it's
1: daniel how are you today daniel i am good i'm dusting the uh Uh, The old mic off for another bout of (laughs) mental acuity that I apparently don't have yet. So let's get warmed up a little bit.
0: That's right. I was going to say that, you know, your 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 outrage was slow to slow to grow. Uh, well, it's, it's a very visual medium. So people didn't, you know, put some, put some, put some WD-40 on those rusty hinges. Uh, and then of course, always joining us as well is our sound engineer and producer extraordinaire wearing a shirt that says it's Tuesday when in fact it is Saturday. Uh, it's so oh, it's Tuesday somewhere. Wait a second. How is that possibly true? <laughs> it's still not.
2: It's Greg. What's Hello, going on? It's a it's a Bucky's shirt if, for those of you uh, familiar with the the uh, Southwestern United States gas station chain the
0: size of a Walmart.
1: Oh, I do know that. I have a Bucky's shirt. I don't I didn't know the Tuesday somewhere shirt though. That's funny.
0: I see I I thought I was familiar with Bucky's but I am not familiar with the concept of it being perpetually Tuesday in Bucky's.
2: There, there's a taco on the shirt too. You're missing the, oh. the biggest point of the joke. It's Taco Tuesday somewhere.
1: Okay. Well then, <laughs> we'll, we'll just cut this out. This is, this is going well. No, no, no. We can't cut this out. <laughs> well, if we're not going to cut that out, then we might as well not cut out the fact that it reminds me of a movie called Tuesday Never Comes, which is Eric Estrada playing a and a New Jersey Italian uh, crack <laughs> like. Uh, crack boss and uh karen black is like a prostitute that also gets hooked on crack it's a it's wild ride
0: okay well uh speaking of things that none of us except daniel have ever heard of uh do you have you have a segment
1: for us i do uh here we go
0: All right, so I I definitely, I don't, I'm not familiar with that uh, show or that theme song, and usually when that happens, um, my first guess is that it's uh, tied to some sort of Baywatch series. (laughs) That has been common so far. I don't know if that says something about me, or it says something about the songs you're picking. (laughs) But well, I do just something about me. <laughs> but I don't think so. Um, so 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 where where it's not Baywatchy in my uh, in from from my first listening is that it's you know there's there's nothing. It didn't sound like it was a particularly serious song. It did sound like it like it could take place near a beach. Uh, And that there would be, you know, kids cracking wise, having fun, wearing board shorts and playing hacky sack.
1: See,
2: I I was going to say it definitely involved a female lead character with ripped knees, jeans and a flannel tied around her waist.
1: okay I I really love all your responses. So this is uh, something that (laughs) really delights me. This is the Japanese, original Japanese (laughs) opening to an anime called Berserk. Berserk is a is a well-known popular anime amongst people who follow anime. I don't follow anime particularly strongly, mm-hmm. but Berserk's one of the more well-known ones. I put it kind of along like maybe one level of knowledge below something like Neon Genesis Evangelion or like Dragon Ball Z, or the ones that you've heard of a lot. So, let me just say there's a lot of truly beautiful songs in anime, especially the original Japanese versions, like the original Japanese song for My uh, My Neighbor Totoro, um, you know, and some of the, like, well-known movies are really great. And then there's this weird other genre that, for some reason, they really wanted to sing their whole song in English, even though it's a Japanese show and the people doing it are Japanese. Uh, And you get lyrics that kind of don't make sense. But this one is a little bit extra because the show itself is an ultra violent ultra grim dark and disturbing medieval fantasy <laughs> so the fact that you guys were both like oh we're on a beach somewhere we're on beach a beach hitting the beach ball and doing beach things is delightful but does it
0: take place in japan
1: <laughs> yeah i know there's a lot of beach in japan but come on you are near
0: a beach it can be medieval all you want, but you're near a beach.
1: <laughs> all right, well that's my uh, that's my exhibit A. All right. Well,
2: Joey Joey gave a uh, a good a good solid effort and and uh, tried there at the end to to sell me on the uh, there's a beach somewhere in Japan. Uh, but we're starting season two off with uh, Daniel getting the point for that one. Daniel one, Joey zero. Season two has begun. All right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll wear I'll
1: wear that L. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, so it's probably actually less shameful that you didn't get the point for that one than if you had had the knowledge to get said point. I've been like, oh yeah, that's berserk. <laughs> Dude, that, yeah.
2: That, it was absolutely like the first thing that came to mind was something like Clarissa explains it all or something. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Actually, that's that's even better. See, that's better than that's better than being a Baywatch show is saying like it sounds like a like a nineties Nickelodeon show. Right. I get it. Yeah. Well, uh, let's proceed on to our topic for the day. Um, this is the first episode of the second season. You know, we have grand ambitions about coming, uh, out of the gate, uh, bigger and better than before. And so, uh, in honor of that spirit, I'd like to talk a little bit about, uh, TV, uh, shows that are sequels and their theme songs. So for for the for the intent of uh, for the intent of this podcast, the definition
1: of a TV show that it is a sequel is a shared universe that is a clear step forward, not to the side. Uh, that because it is a shared universe has at least some callbacks or characters with the previous iteration.
0: Yeah, characters, uh, locations, uh, and. Uh, you know, pl- plot threads. Even I think mm-hmm. if, if you're mm-hmm. carrying on uh, a plot thread from one from one show to another, great. All right. So with that in mind, let me go ahead and introduce our uh, first uh, our first uh, TV theme. This is uh, a TV show sequel to The Brady Bunch. It has uh, it. It stars uh, it stars the actresses who played. Um, Marsha and Jan, uh, and in this series, they uh, are both getting married, and neither couple can afford a house on their own. And so, the premise is that they agree to share a house together. And so, this uh, this series was called "The Brady Brides." It's a new
2: night for you.
1: show this is kind of (laughs) that's what
0: show this is going to be that's what kind of episode this is going to be uh i know that you're going to have some reactions to it i want to
1: have all the cynical pandering money-grabbing sociopathic bullshit that we have listened to on this show that's very high on the list
2: but but to be fair i don't know that i can think of a better example of joey's comfort signal and The definition of a sequel that is that is the same song but if it had three more verses
0: right yeah it's it's clear like you know this 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 show clearly relies on your affection for the original uh in order to to push forward and i think in terms of you know this being a podcast about theme songs the fact that there are uh as greg says it's the same same music uh you know slightly different uh slightly different arrangement uh, some new lyrics that are essentially, yeah, verses that continue on. I would like to address a couple of things in the lyrics. Uh, for one thing, uh, just just the premise of the two uh, the, the two couples agreeing to buy the house together creates so many potential problems going forward uh, in terms of you know, like probate and inheritance, and you know, like whose property actually is it? Um, because I'm pretty sure that the United States government has not prepared for this scenario.
2: For those of you sitting at home that couldn't hear it, the eye rolls that came out of <laughs> <laughs> out of, out of uh, Daniel and myself when we started talking about <laughs> probates and inheritance.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Totally missed the point of the show.
1: <laughs> By the way, there's two shows and having now seen your first example, there's two shows that I'm Looking forward to you bringing up, and if you don't, I will make sure to do so. Oh, I, I ca- I'm, I'm counting on that.
0: Um, so, uh, I will, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and introduce our uh, second show. This one premiered in 1990, and it is, uh, it is a continuation of the Brady saga. This is
1: the Brady's. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Brady. Here's the story
0: of the family Brady mom and dad with all their children grown our kids
2: are now pursuing their dreams with families of their own when our kids were small
0: their problems all were smaller so yeah this is this is a show about six uh six uh erstwhile adults who still need their parents to solve their problems i guess um it is I want to I want to reassure you that for both the Brady Brides and the Bradys and B Davis came back <laughs> and um and 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 I want to I want to tell you verbally uh just to reassure you because uh you know if you're if you're listening to that I, t- I told you the year was 1990 it's probably no surprise like when you hear it you're like oh this is 1990 this is the same like like it's the same sort of like orchestration you got when they when they went to the you know the soulful and serious version of the growing pains theme in the last in the last season um and uh the credits um look like a they look like a I don't know. They look like a a serious version or a or a or a dramatic version of the opening credits to Save by the Bell. When I'm talking about like yellow curly cues and like purple backgrounds and and sliding photographs and that sort I of thing, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's joyous. So obviously, I mean, there's there's no denying like this is these are sequel series. These are not these are these, these shows these shows are more than spinoffs. Is my position beginning to make make some
1: sense here? Yeah. And man, uh, I was listening to it because the only thing I could do (laughs) to make it through that second one was to try and recall which female singer of the late 80s, early 90s it sounded most like. And Mm -hmm. the best I could come up with was either casino circuit era linda ronstadt or if you took like reba mcintyre and sucked the country out and put it in like a bingo parlor (laughs) that's what it would come out like
0: so linda ronstadt you mean
1: (laughs) right or at least (laughs)
0: I will now, I will now, I will now commence to uh, to ducking. If you're if you're listening <laughs> to this in the car, just imagine I've gone below your dashboard. So
1: anything you want to throw at me, hey, Linda I,
0: Ronstadt fans,
1: <laughs> I have five Linda Ronstadt al- albums in my house. I enjoy her, but that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that I think Linda Ronstadt is the kind of uh, was the kind of singer that a lot of people sought to imitate during that uh, during that time period, and I'm pretty sure, although I cannot prove this, I'm pretty sure that the singer of that theme song is uh, is, Linda Ronstadt. (laughs) No, no, I think it's Carol Brady. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I think it's Florence. I think it's Florence Henderson singing that. Um, uh, And and if I if I find. You know, I, I I tried to do some digging around to see if I could if I could you know get that information. Not surprisingly, uh, there is very scant information online <laughs> about right. these Brady sequels.
1: Well, so when happen. we think about the theme song, like why did they choose that theme song? Like that's it comes down to like okay, Brady Bunch was super popular. We got mm. nothing on the back burner. You know, <laughs> uh, right. my kid would rather go to the arcade every night than watch TV. So what can I do? Oh, let's take this old. You yeah. know, property dusted off, and uh, well, and
0: in the case of the in the case of the Brady Bunch. I mean, it's um, it, it is possible. Like, if there's an example of a show that I think has you know extended its life well beyond like its quality level because
1: of its theme song, which is in like even if you don't like it, you have to agree it's insanely catchy. So the only thing I have going for me is that uh, comfort signal. Right, uh, you'll and, you'll
0: stick around because of the song. Yeah, right. So, um, I wanna I wanna look at one uh, an example of a sequel series. Possibly, might be the most famous uh, version. This is uh, this is a show uh, and uh, that did. Uh, so, the sequel series does change its theme song, but there are echoes of the original. So, we're we're going to be looking at the show that followed Mash. Uh, this is the theme song to After
2: This was a television medium, so all of you at home could have seen <laughs> and Joe's my jaw hands on the,
1: the fucking floor t- the entire <laughs> time. I so cannot abide that. We 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 uh you know if you're if 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 you're listening to this this
0: podcast, it, it, I would assume it means that you. Uh, that you love television and you love sitcoms and 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 TV series in some way because if you're listening to it just because you like us, then honestly, just give us a call because we're, we're happy to talk to you about other stuff. Uh, but but you're it means that like you know you really like there's something about TV that draws you in, and so with that in mind, like I know you know Mash listener out there in the world, and you know Mash's theme song, and you know you know like how. You probably know the story of like, you know, the lyrics that it's connected to and uh, how like how somber and how serious it is. So to reference that in the first couple of seconds of your new theme song and then segue into what's basically like a love boat riff. I mean, it's it's
1: it's insane. Well, and so part of that, you do have to bring in the content of the show, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the original movie is a very dark comedy. The show certainly has some, you know, uh, some morose themes to it, but it is broader in its comedy. And I'll think a little bit more like a patently obvious this is a sitcom. But, you know, the the, the theme does its job of kind of, Scaling back from that a little bit is like, yes, this is a comedy. Someone keeps dressing up as a uh, as a lady to get out of this horrible war that keeps killing people. Let's you know remember that we're in a war though uh and then we know from history what happened to our veterans when they came home, and I can tell you what didn't happen is a happy jazz number. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it wasn't really. I wouldn't say it was was really um, reflective of the uh, of the army experience, the po- post war army experience. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I'm glad that that one got a reaction out of you. This next one I specifically chose because I'm looking forward to watching Daniel's face as he listens to it. So there's a uh, there's a series uh, about a trucker. Uh, it's called BJ and the Bear. Uh, BJ and the bear has a sequel series and, and part of the, part of what happens in BJ and the bear. Um, well, frankly, if you're familiar with Smokey and the bandit, you also know the plot of BJ and the bear, there's a trucker and he's always trying to get away from the sheriff. This is Sheriff Lobo. Uh, they created a sequel series after BJ and the bear was over called the misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, um, pay attention not only to, uh, to the to the music in this but i want you to pay attention to the incidental sound that fills it and we'll talk about what that incidental sound is, is uh after after we play there is a man the legends tell who stands for what is right like quieter he never shirts or cowers from a
1: So that came dangerously close to being what I can already imagine in my head as the perfect opening theme. It's not perfect, it came, huh? It came close to it because I mean I already was somewhat familiar with BJ and the Bear, so to imagine a spinoff series on a chair of Sheriff Lobo is kind of ludicrous already. And then the the most succinct image I got from listening to that was the band, the orchestra playing on the Titanic as it sank. It's like the music is there and then it gradually just gets overtaken by the, <laughs> the tragedy of the scene. And I can just kind of hear that theme song just slowly getting more and more drawn out by tire screechings and <laughs> bangs and explosions and whatever. But then it does that turn and it comes back to like a rock explosion song <laughs> with banjo and jug band.
0: I'm so glad that the I'm so glad that the audio only of that song does its job, um, because yes, you are correct. What you are hearing is car crash after car crash after car crash after car crash. The occasional cop falling through a window or leaning back in their chair and falling over, uh, but the you know the, what I what I like about the song is that it's so you know it's 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 played. The song itself is played very straight. Um, as as though as though as though Sheriff Lobo is a competent police officer. He's a star. Right. <laughs> and, and and what's 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 true is that like it they are like he and his department are are anything but. Um, it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to picture uh, like I, I don't I don't even know if you could get a show on the air right now that uh that portrays uh police officers as completely bumbling idiots like even 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 the even the most comic of them like brooklyn 9 like they have to like they have to be shown as being effective at their jobs um right because you know we're we're in this era of you know uh of 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 lionizing you know at least in terms of like what what entertainment
1: does is is sort of like lionizing and, and sure. pay on to even Reno 911 was an anomaly you know they were yeah. so terrible at their jobs compared to the other police officers yeah
0: by contrast the 70s and early 80s is a very refreshing like uh time in 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 which it was okay to you know
1: Well, the 80s uh, gave us police squad i mean right. to think
0: that think that <laughs> think that it was possible for for the cops to be idiots right um but but yeah that's uh just like just the sheer number of, uh, of car crashes, uh, (laughs) really, really does me in. Okay. So, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm kind of backtracking us a little bit, but I had to save this one. Like we had to do after mash and we had to do Sheriff Lobo, uh, first, because if I, if I drop this on you right after the Brady's, um, I have this, I have this, I have this fear that Daniel might've like just hung up on us and walked away. Uh, so, so there's, uh, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the late 80s early 90s uh they put out a series uh featuring none of the original cast that assumed that the monsters kind of went into cryo (laughs) sleep or or they you know they got in their coffins and slept for a while
1: and uh, i have seen this show the monsters today yeah. I'm going to make you listen to its theme song. Time. Okay, well, I don't remember it, so you might as well play it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I tried to block it, but. we
0: the monster. we the monster. We went to sleep many years ago, and we woke up with a brand new show. We're the monster. So I feel like it would have been one thing if the uh, if the if the if the theme song had just been like they took the original and put a little bit more like like electricity into the in, right. into the into it, um, but no, they were like, you know what? We need some
1: lyrics to explain what's going on. I know. I feel like I know the discussion that happened, which is some hip new guy, you know. And in the, in the industry was like, hey, you know what? We should do the Monsters again. And we should get Oingo Boingo to make the theme song for the new Monsters show. And then people came back and were like, ooh, I don't know if we can afford that or even do that. And like, well, let's just get Jim from Oingo Boingo. You know Jim, right? <laughs> he tuned the keyboards. Like, oh, okay. And that's what we got. Number
2: one. The fact that you think there's somebody that tunes keyboards is hilarious. It was an intentional
1: joke, Greg. It was an intentional
2: joke. And, and number two, the lyrics of that song reminds me of one of our first season one episodes when Daniel came up with lyrics for Night Court. Like, it was about, it was about as good as that.
0: Ah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very lazy, uh, and and the and the you know the monsters. <laughs> there's like, well, and a I Paul know guy. They're, He's a cop. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know that they're trying to go for a certain vocal quality, but it still feels like whoever sang it like had like, like like had eaten a hot coal that morning. <laughs> it's just so grating. Uh, and 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 altogether terrible. Much like much like the monsters today was okay. Oh, so this is a this next one is a show that uh, I think there's a good chance you guys might have watched. You 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 both are slightly younger than me, um, but I grew up in uh, I you know I, I started I started to really like come of age in the early '90s when it came to television and. Uh, probably one of the great regrets of my life is how much time I spent uh, following and understanding the history of the characters in Saved by the Bell. Um, so when the when the original series was over, they split into uh, not one, but two sequel series. There's Saved by the Bell, College the, new, years. the new class, oh, yeah. which I'm not even going to get into. I couldn't. Couldn't 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 fathom following that one, even though it, it retained what I considered to be the heart of Saved by the Bell, which was Dennis Haskins' Mr. Belding. Um, and instead, I'm going to look. I want to I want to go with Saved by the Bell: The College Years because they did they did a theme song that was a because it contained complete. the butthole of the
1: of the series, <laughs> <laughs> which <Yeah>. is screech. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh,
0: but their their sequel song is a complete departure from the original uh, Saved by the Bell* series. I'm finished.
2: Wow! Not one, but two digital delay solos.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like could 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 a could a, could a song sound like more like 1994? Right.
1: Yeah. Because I submit that uh, it. it cannot. Right.
2: And and who did that? <laughs> that was Van Halen three, right?
1: <laughs> I was going to say Stan Bush, but man, maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, that was one of the two that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: Fantastic. I'm glad that I, glad that, glad that we were on that wavelength.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I did actually think of a third one just while we were talking, although it might tiptoe, it was, it might be more of a, uh, a spinoff than a sequel, but I do think it's worthy of discussion because I do think it's, there's some gray area there, but uh, is there anything else that you have? Yes, I have one more and I'm almost sure that it's not the one on your list. Okay. Um,
0: uh, this one this one just surprised me uh, because I feel like I'm, I'm fairly well-versed in, uh, in in television history uh, and that something like this would not have escaped my attention before, but I wasn't aware that once Knight Rider was finished, uh, they didn't want to give up on the magic, but they couldn't retain the services of David Hasselhoff. <laughs>
1: oh, no. And
0: so their solution was to introduce a new show called Team Knight Rider that featured not one man in one talking car, but five people and their talking vehicles. So this is the theme song to Team Night Rider.
1: I mean, eight-year-old me is like all for it. <laughs> Ten years ago, all it took was one man and one
2: car to get the job done. Now, the Foundation for Law and Government has assembled five highly skilled operatives and paired them with the most advanced state-of-the-art vehicles to take on a new breed of outlaw.
1: that sounded like to me a show that wanted to put a thousand more percent into its theme song because it knew it had nothing of content to back it up. That's right.
0: That's right. Only the, only the memory of Knight Rider. <laughs> right. uh, I will, I will hand it to the show. They, they hired a very diverse cast
1: for the oh, program, which, that's uh,
0: good to yeah, which was, which was really nice. Um, but, but my my favorite part of it is the reference to uh, an organization called the Foundation, foundation. for Law and Government, <laughs> not Law and Order, not you know, not the foundation for you know.
1: That's uh, a little known cabinet position. <laughs> law and government. <laughs> That's astounding. I had no idea that that show existed. I, I think
2: the yeah. the comfort signal that that theme song sends me about the show having. If I've seen it, I don't remember seeing it. Basically, I'm gonna sit down and watch a show where Tim Burton tells everybody how people in the '80s were better than the people are today. Like the opening (laughs) line is is uh, back in the day, it took one guy to do the job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. right. Now we need five. Oh man, including Michael Keaton as Batman.
0: All right, so what did I leave off, Daniel?
1: Well, so I feel like we can't have a discussion about uh, sequels without bringing up the most notable recent example, which is Fuller House. Mm, that's a great point. I, yeah. I must. Have, I,
0: I I I should have included it, and the only excuse that I can come up with <laughs> is that you know the the tr- the the trauma of Full House uh, forced me to
1: forget that they. I had to forget the entire universe existed, and I I think that's a fair point. But I think we could also both agree that the theme song to Full House is stellar. <laughs> la, la.
2: The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. Everybody eventually says that they as lost as you. So everybody shouted together Hey, don't sell your dreams so soon.
1: So you want to talk about comfort signals and relying on your memory of the previous show? <laughs> well, I, you know,
0: to to reference something that we did in the first season, I imagine that this probably uh, upsets Greg on the same level that the Ducktales theme update.
1: Oh, I'm I, I'm with you. Did I get it? Except right on that the money? this one was
2: actually done by Carly Rae Jepsen, right? <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> not, not Carly Rae Jepsen's bootleg. <laughs>
0: But budget Carly Rae <laughs> Oh, man. By yeah, the way... No, no um, expense was spared. By the way, while we're on the subject of sequel series, I would like to heartily recommend the Leslie Jones hosted version of Supermarket Sweep, uh, which uh, my wife and I have have been watching Um perhaps its most sublime touch is that they have like a, they have a kind of a supporting cast of of grocery store workers that are just actors uh, who are, you know, who sort of like fill out the scenes, but they have the, the lead checker, the guy who like Leslie throws it over to uh, right before they're about to tally up the scores is clearly like very clearly uh, a person who made his living uh, playing Matt LeBlanc at parties Like he is, he is, he is, he's the guy you get when you can't afford Matt LeBlanc. And, and, and that only adds to his charm.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking briefly of uh sequel shows, we actually already mentioned the unsolved mysteries last season, but that's a good sequel that has an interesting change up for a theme that's done far better than whatever that nonsense we've just listened to was. But did you know, and I didn't know this until very recently that there was a, uh, I guess a season or something of unsolved mysteries that was hosted by Dennis Farina. No. (laughs) Yeah. It is official unsolved mysteries after Robert stack. I think it was early two thousands and it was Dennis Farina hosting. What I like about the idea of Dennis Farina
0: hosting is that it's like, you know, uh, this, this year we're going to present to you a series of unsolved mysteries for crimes where the lead suspect is me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Um, Okay, so the last one I wanted to talk about, and this is where we're going to get into gray area, is Joni loves Chachi. Yeah. So uh, okay. there's several spinoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason that I first thought of Joni loves Chachi as a sequel is because it really is the continuation of their story. Okay, I'll, I will accept that. You know, if and and for the reason that you that you
0: say is because Happy Days does have its fair share of spin-offs. Um, yeah. well, I mean, we should keep in mind that, you know, Mork and Mindy is considered a happy days spin-off. And if you right. accept the reality of Mork and Mindy as sharing <laughs> the same universe as happy days, like that's what you really call a sidestep. Yes. Like, why aren't there aliens in Happy Days At this <laughs> case? But Joni loves Chachi. You're right. And and Joni loves Chachi, I am I correct that it it either, either, either there was only a brief period of overlap between the series or Joni loves Chachi um, I
1: actually, Happy Days. Yeah. I actually looked it up uh, just, you know, a little bit ago to, to confirm that Happy Days was still running. That was oh, okay. the other complication. Okay. So, okay. can it really be a sequel if the previous show hasn't okay. ended yet? Now, Happy Days went on for a long time. <laughs> right. You know yeah it, in twelve years.
0: I'll 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 say that I don't feel like that's a point in its favor for, for being considered a sequel series, but you are right in that like sometimes sometimes a show is unkillable and happy days
1: fit that <laughs> mold.
0: Like it went on far longer than it needed to. Right. Yes. Um I mean I believe they 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 I believe T V tropes coined the term for a show that ran out of itself <laughs> based off of something that happened in Days.
1: Sure. Well, then, if you will uh, allow me, we'll oh, go yeah, ahead let's... and just watch the theme. And I think it's just because, like, you know, we're talking about a character who was a kid. It's basically like it's almost like Fuller House in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about a character who grew up on the show who then uh, is now an adult and moves on to do adult things. Also a terrible show. <laughs> uh,
2: No, that that that's an open mic night.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. Right. No love lost for Scott Bayo there.
0: Yeah, I I mean I, I know uh this the the this show is is not afraid of, of, of showing its politics a little bit. Um I I feel like between Aaron Morin and Scott Bayo, Cancer took the wrong person. Yeah, uh, definitely.
1: Uh well, okay, maybe that was a little harsh, but no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw a lot of Scott Baio. Uh, yeah, but also like, holy shit, he couldn't sing, and, <laughs> and and I, in my opinion, that song is actually a very good song, um, but it's performed very badly. And then, of course, you can't get over the the the, the chorus is. Look at me. <laughs> like, yeah. How pandering and pleading do you need to be to watch this spinoff show? then that's true. If you have to ask people to pay attention to you and your own song <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And shall we take bets on uh, how you know how likely it was that Scott Baio was like, no, I'm gonna fucking play the piano myself. And and no one could convince him otherwise. If if I were going to place a bet
0: on something, like if I could go to Vegas and make a you know put down money on something, it would be on the fact that Barry Manilow wrote that in secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: that he did that like as a as a favor to Gary Marshall.
1: <laughs> right, and it's like. Oh, what what would I never sing myself? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't need any more attention. Here right. you go, because
0: because as we all know, Barry Manilow is basically the Stephen King of songwriting. Like, <laughs> like there is there is no second draft, and you know his his first drafts his verse first, first drafts are frequently great, uh, but that means that he just has all the time in the world to just keep putting them out. That man writes some songs, and, and he Why wrote think-
2: so many songs he had to write a song to tell you how many songs he wrote. <laughs> that's true
0: <laughs> yes uh all right well i feel like we, we we've accomplished uh we've accomplished a good little goal to kick off uh season two welcome back everybody uh and uh, and we we have a nice little story anyway. yeah um so let's uh let's take a moment and uh check in for how people can find us of course we are uh on spotify and apple podcasts um and uh and then there are ways to to connect with us outside of the uh, outside of the podcast itself. Greg so. had to
1: find it in his old notes. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: was, I was trying to get there
2: before you got to me. Uh, you yeah. can send us an email well, at itneedstocatchypod at gmail dot com. Uh, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. It needs to be catchy, and Twitter at needs to be catchy.
0: As always, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, For all of us here at It Needs to Be Catchy, I'm Joey. I'm Daniel. And I'm Greg. We'll see you next time.
1: I'm back, baby, baby, baby!